Awesome. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Happy to be back. <laughs> this is exciting. I, I love spending time with you and Angelina and being in this space. So just thank you. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. And, and I, I want to let everybody know that um, this show, we talked about this on the phone. We were discussing how things are going to roll out. And, and we want to do these monthly shows together. Just me and you. Yeah. Like what you call, which I love, brain dump, just talk. And we were talking about, let's, let's, what, what, what can we, we, we need the theme, right? So we started thinking, how about disconnect? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's as right or ironic as it is, we're on a podcast, we're on a digital platform, we use social media to get these conversations out there. But I'm telling the listeners now, we're going to talk about disconnecting from us, disconnecting from your devices, disconnecting from everything and, and trying to remember where we were. You know what I mean? And how important this is to to be conscious of that where we were, right? Because there's, there's a reason where you're going from where you were. And you can't get stuck in a digital present, right? We're too consumed by consuming content, mm-hmm. right? So we, we understand. I think that everyone's grateful that TCL is just pumping out shows and we're getting three shows out a week now. We're recording so many shows, which is great. I'm doing this because I love the conversations. I love meeting people. I love having these conversations to educate, trace people on different levels of construction, personal, professional. I love all that stuff. But the shows are going to get uploaded. They're going to be there. So if you consume it today or if you wait a week and then focus on your family, it's still going to be there. So I'm literally telling you not to listen to us so quickly, right? Wait for us, right? Because it's always going to be there. So that's what you and I are going to talk about today. And it's really just a continuation of what you've already started with your own show, mm-hmm. right? How it's really important about people first, right? Like we keep on, there's more and more people coming out of the the framework, let's call it. How trades people, mostly from what I gather, because I haven't had a trades woman yet come up at me and say, I'm having difficulty. I'm having, like I got a lot of trades men having difficulty mm-hmm navigating the waters of, of construction life that's as simple as that right and, and it was re- as recent as i was speaking with adrian the other day from crc is it crc yeah back to memory um and he he's you know he's got his own things that are going on there's he's just consumed and he just doesn't know how to handle things and stuff like that so it's just um i'm talking to ian from gale force and and masonry and he's he's got a lot going on as well too so it's like all of a sudden adrian was kind of enough to say listen give my number you can call me, contact, and they got talking. And I'm like, this is great. So it's like, I'm making these introductions. I'm, I'm having conversations with them. I'm sitting down. We're talking. And, and it's the best thing we can do. Like, I, honestly, don't you think that that's the best thing that a tradesperson can do is just start the conversation? I, I think the best thing a human being can do is yeah. reach out, right? And some, you know, oh, it's such a, thanks, Manny, for bringing this up because it's such a meaningful conversation. And disconnect it can be dramatically different to everybody. I don't really give a shit what you want to do. Like, hey, we all love that dopamine hit because that's how our brains are wired. Yeah. Bing, buzz. I, I, I want to be connected. I want to, what happens if you're not? What changes? How does it change things? Slowly changes things, huh? I think it can slowly change things, or it can be it can dramatically change things. I know for for myself, um, you, you know, it's it's a it's a for, for me to disconnect. I don't always re- recognize when I need to disconnect. I don't, right? Because we get so consumed with like the and this is the work I do, and I'm here to say like I'm I'm vulnerably showing up, saying I'm a human being too. I have blood running through my veins, and I still screw up. It's not about perfection. We all do. It's never about perfection. It's about the recovery phase. Something happened. True fact. 
it happened. What's the story in my head that I make that mean? Because there's always a story. Holy shit, I was late. Well, because it was traffic. Uh, like, I was late. End of story. And how do we, how do we separate? How do we disconnect? Dramatically different for, for somebody else. For somebody who says, oh, yeah, just, you know, like, let's, let's, let's put our phones down and just not check our phones. For somebody who's always on their phone, that's like one of the hardest things to do. Right? So it's really easy, and I say this with, with passion and conviction, it's really easy to, to, to look around social media, the internet. Hey, you know, let's disconnect, let's do this, let's do this. And what we're talking about today, Manny, is what that looks like for everybody. Yeah. Because, yeah, hey, listen, you know, s- stop drinking coffee. I love drinking espresso. There's no doubt about it. If you said to me, stop drinking coffee, somebody told me that. Actually, a naturopathic doctor said, can you stop drinking coffee? I said, no. That include espressos? Yeah. <laughs> like okay well is it gonna kill you i'm like no it's not gonna kill me so how do we pivot around let's go down to one how many you have a day three that's not excessive no i don't think so i've had my first one right now i'll probably have four or five today yeah i think i'll be fine everybody's i'm not a doctor but no okay first of all quick shout outs uh john mcneil mcneil construction i'm wearing his tea he was kind enough to give me two i actually like the colors i like the feel of it i'm john i'm going to be asking you what cut what style where you get these because he's actually feeling really nice i like these teas right so they're great simple great so thank you for the tea second shout out i want to do is um chris from uh, richardson uh electrical uh he actually sent me a message uh earlier today not earlier today sorry i'm like it's it's a blur man like we're recording on thursday what day is today? September 21st? September 21st? Today's 21st. Yeah, right? so people get an idea of what's going on. So we're recording September 21st, but then it's not going to get posted for a little while. But he sent me a few days ago, he sent me a message. Manny, um, you've been pumping them out. Stellar podcast, one after another. The roundtables have been incredible. I enjoyed the general talk, uh, generator talk and the GC roundtable. Going back to the GC discussion, I think designers and architects get off way too easy. I see a lot of shitty drafting, bad dimensioning, and just lack of responsibility. Don't disagree with you, Chris. Uh, you as a GC should have a clause stating that have to uh, make it as many site. They have to make as many site visits as it takes to get accurate dimensions and details on the drawings, so that you and all other trades can execute their work correctly. Uh, they are the ones sitting at a desk with the coffee and have all the time in the world uh, to check and make sure everything is as accurate as possible. We are the boots on the ground executing. We don't have time for this. I've spoken about this a number oh, yeah. of times on the show. And it's just, I don't understand why there is such a wall separation. Nobody wants to hand it off. And and maybe that's why it's been difficult to get a lot of designers on this show. Uh, because this show has primarily spoken to a lot of tradespeople. But this is, uh, I know tr- designers are listening to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know homeowners listen to the show. I know architects are listening to the show. And, and we're going to have another architect on the show uh, coming up soon. And I'm looking forward to that because he was open and honest about the conversation. He knows. He knows there's that line drawn there, right? So that, that goes back to work. So I just want to just give him a shout out because he's a huge fan. And, I, and I'm like, come back on the show anytime, man. I want to talk more about this stuff. So that's that. But I, now I, I, I Let's just pump the brakes there for a second because I, I want volley over my unsolicited opinion too i agree with that like where did it what happened in life where we had to draw a line and say i'm not going to say no you're a human being man like show up show up the building helps somebody built in the office help somebody out now does it get back to well you know the client didn't pay for that well that's a different conversation right that's a different conversation to say well then shame on us let's get better you want me to build a building 
then here's the cost, right? Are you willing to pay for that? No. Okay, well, that's going to limit the site visits. Okay, well, here's the impact downstream. It's that vulnerability, that transparency from the top that frustrates the shit out of the, the professionals doing the work. But the clients never pay, I don't know, a single GC that has in their paperwork how many site visits they're going to do. And technically speaking, you get the cafe GCs or you get certain companies that have set up, them, set up themselves that with site supers and you'll see an owner or a GC never show up on the job site. Mm -hmm. It's just an assumption at that point. But why is it that architect, engineers, designers have a pay fee structure with every site visit where a tradesperson or a GC can't do that? Right. If we do do that, then we're going to be looked at like we just ran over their puppy and we have to explain why we ran over their puppy. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's just, it's like another blue collar stigma. It's just attached to it. All of a sudden we expect you to be on site because you're building it. So you have to navigate, manage the trades. So you should be there. You shouldn't be doing it from an office. And I'm like, well, you're building a structure with engineers, structural components and architects and designs. And then you're actually coloring, putting stuff together, trim, molding, all kinds of profiles. Well, you should be there. It shouldn't be on a little sandwich board that you just take a picture of it and send it in an email or put it on a dock and then send that off to the group of people that's attached to the project. No, you should be on site. Is it really, is it really like Jonathan, I want to ask a stupid question. Is it because they don't want to put any steel toe certified boots on? Hmm. Like tradespeople wear their boots all the time. I've seen tradespeople wear their boots like to functions family oh, functions and everything like it's just part of them i've seen guys get back into their vehicle at the end of the day with the harnesses on not realizing they're driving home with harnesses on and then they get home they realize my harness is still on it's like it's ingrained in us right but then when it comes to the other people that are not on the site all the time i gotta put my boots on i gotta put a hard hat on i go yeah it's safety it's, we're just trying to be safe here it's all it is oh yeah so I just wanted to bring yeah, that up. Thank you for it. No, yeah. I like those messages and I encourage everybody to keep on sending me more messages. And I've gotten messages from homeowners as well too. And, and I, and I like that. I like that whole navigate. Like it goes back to what we want to do here with these monthly shows with, her, with, with the two of us is like, we just want to talk about something that's going on in the construction life and just go, here's some solutions. Right. Yeah. And so let's get back to disconnecting. And I think that the first thing that everybody should do is have a social cleanse. It's plain and simple. I know as difficult that is that it, as that is, figure out when that's going to be, whether that's a, a monthly thing or a weekly thing. I, I'm surprised sometimes when I hear certain GCs let their clients communicate with them 24-7, seven days a week. I never allowed that because I wanted to be disconnected from that conversation. I know the wheels are spinning. Mm -hmm. You know you're problem solving. You're a tradesperson. You... you are at on site building something it's not working out so then you go home and your wheels are spinning yep but you know what's happening when those wheels are spinning you're ignoring the loved ones in your family right in front of you your wheels are spinning about a site that you left and you're you're literally 3d modeling in your head running how can i solve this how can i figure it out the next day the next week the next month and meanwhile, it's almost like white noises around you, your children, mm -hmm. your significant other, family members, like your, your duties, your priorities, like family life priorities. And, and I'm like, I think you need to just pump the brakes at that point and go, hang on a sec, I'll figure that out because we're good. We're experienced. So we know that we'll get back on site. We'll figure that out. We're problem solvers. Trace people are problem solvers. But we're ignoring the problem at home really badly. Mm -hmm. How do we begin with that, Jonathan? Like, how do we... 
that's a great, that that, that's a great question. And I'm going to say something here that sort of, it, it's, it's real, it's raw. It's, it's, it struck a nerve when you were talking and it's probably going to piss some people off because I have some friends that, that do this and here just to challenge the status quo and say, what happens if, and what, you know, you talk about, Hey, we're at home and, and we're, we're on the, you're on the couch and, and your family, let's say your family's there. I have two small children and, and, and a wonderful wife and they're sitting there and it's a very different message. If, if, Cassandra, who's seven years old, this is real, guys, this happens, right, is on the floor playing, and she's like, Dad, you know what, you want to play with me? Sure. And I'm sitting there on the plane, on the floor, on the phone. Am I with her? Absolutely no. not. No. So, you know, Dad, are you with me? Are you with me? Yeah. I can say yeah, but organically and subconsciously, I'm sending out the message to her that I'm not truly there with her. So what happens if you put the phone away? And this is true. Like, sometimes she'll say to me, like, Let's, can we play? Yeah. And you know how... Sometimes it's painful, guys. Sometimes it's painful to sit on the floor. You know what this little girl wants? I'm using this little girl. It's a real life story. She wants to be in the same space. And it can change when you say, look, Cassandra, I've got 20 minutes until this happens. Is 20 minutes enough time? Like when you're vulnerably transparent with somebody, does it change, right? I don't, I don't, my concern when, we know young families are doing this. Yeah. When I say young families, I guess young parents are doing this. Is there a cause and effect later on in life? Right. Are you teaching your children that it's okay to ignore the person that's actually giving you time? That whole analogy back and forth where it's like if you're late to a meeting, you're not supposed to start the conversation by saying, I'm sorry. Uh, right. You're supposed to start with, thank you for you know making the time to see with me. And, and it's yeah, unfortunate yeah. that I couldn't hit this. But like, you, like, are we teaching these kids to be that way when they become adults, which we probably are, right? Subconsciously, sure you are. You're sending the messages out. Put the damn phones away. At a meal, put your phone away. I don't care how many times your phone dings or buzzes. Put it on the counter. Put it, put it 20 feet away. Like you're having a meal with somebody. You're having a coffee with somebody. Be present with that person. I, I did something interesting maybe a f- couple of months back where I like playing hooky on life sometimes. Sure. Right? So it's like, I parked in a certain spot, downtown Toronto, and I started walking because I hadn't walked around in Toronto for a little while, right? So I just started walking. And the first thing I noticed is that everybody was on devices. Oh, yeah. And then you start noticing that people crossing the street, jaywalking or legally walking across the street are on devices. You get some vehicle drivers honking the horn because they're not paying attention and all of a sudden that could be an accident or whatever. But it was just amazing how all these heads were just pointing down looking at these devices, whether they were using them to navigate their path to get around the area, which I don't think is the case. I think the majority of them was just being consuming content, right? And we see this on job sites as well, too. Um, and, and I'm seeing more of it. That's the thing about it. So it's like, you're not, life is right in front of you, right? It kind of reminds me of like the end of Fairless Bueller after the credits, like it's like, it's over. It's actually over. Just go home, like go home and do something now, right? It's, it's, I think you should start making a list of, maybe it's a balancing act. Maybe it's that life balance sheet where you look at, okay, how much time did I, because we get notifications on our phones every week. You know, Apple's really good about that. Your, your, your consumption is this many percentage points higher than it was last week or lower or whatever it is, right? Maybe the amount of time you spend on your phone just consuming it. And I'm talking about business-wise, just consuming just content to day-to-day, kick-cap break in the afternoon. You spend that exact same amount of time not on the phone. Is that a difficult thing to do? It's going to be really difficult. But like exercise, there's always a begin. 
you as you get older, sure, you might have a hard time doing 10 push-ups, but I guarantee you, you do 10 push-ups today, you'll do 11 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You do 12 the next day. You'll get to 20, no problem. So if you want to sit there and consume content just to kind of waste your day away, which I think is a bad thing to begin with, and I'm guilty of it too as well. Trust me. Sometimes you just want to disconnect. Of course. But I think that it, as long as in the back of your head you're going, okay, if I'm wasting this much time here on just everyday BS that's online, then I need to focus on the same amount of time with my family and then be disconnected from that device and spend time with them. But are you going to be in the back of your head, Jonathan? You're going to be thinking, okay, who texted me? Who DM'd me? What email came in? Are you going to be like, so? and then you're not focused on what's going on right in front of you? Listen, that's part of the, the growth phase right after the struggle is where the growth emerges of course you're going to struggle through it because the what's the narrative the first narrative that's going to come to mind is holy smokes you know i you know i'm this person we label ourselves right i'm this person in this in this organization whether it's my own business or, or somebody else's business and i cannot so, sorry angelina for knocking the mic no, there you know i cannot I, it's such a terrible word i cannot neglect this person really is that text message or that email needs to be responded to right now. See, there's there's something really interesting. Emails, are, what is email? Email is really somebody else volunteering for your time. They're sending you their to-do list and say, do this for me. Cool. Does that mean I need to react right away? What happens if I let it sit for 24 hours? I was going to say that. First thing first is get rid of all your notifications. I, sh- I sh- shut them right off. There's no reason. Every single one. No reason you'd be distracted because it takes 20 minutes for your brain to come back around after you get, you, you look at something like, oh, hang on guys, hang on. And then it doesn't matter that I just read it. I can't come back to this person. It's going to take me, you know, on average, 15, 20 minutes for your brain to recalibrate because now all of a sudden I'm like, what did Manny just say to me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh yeah, you were talking about the, the, the zucchini that we grew in the garden. You're not, you're not present. You're a parent. Do parents still mark trim? With the height of their children, we do in our in our household. Okay, so you do that. So parents still do that. That's still a thing for, for our household. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And then if you were to move, are you going to take that trim with you? I, I love that question. Actually, <laughs> when we painted the kitchen, there's this. You painted around it. Yeah, we painted around totally. it. Totally. Right. There's this, there's this eight inch wall that says, you know, here's where the kids are. Right. I had an idea years ago where I was like, I wanted barnwood was becoming big years sure. ago, and I started thinking, what if you could actually start building these barnwoods that allowed you to do this and do that. And then if you did move, you take that piece instead of having to take the trim with you, right? Mm-hmm. But it, that's the being in the present, being in the moment. That's what I was trying to get at with that, right? So if you get rid of the notifications and all of a sudden you start focusing on just that, that you should look at your children and your significant other as they're the device that you should be paying attention to, not the device that you're running your business with, right? But then we talk about emergencies, Jonathan. Okay, so emergency. So like what's an emergency <laughs> in construction? Me... My eyes in an emergency is literally flooding, fire, like dramatic emergencies. A choice of color or a choice of profile or a choice of anything like that, these are not emergencies. No. They're not. But we know clients want these answers right away. How do we handle those? You set boundaries. And, and I'm going to say this, and this is, this is it, folks. Like You set a boundary. What does that boundary mean? If it's mission, these are the words I use. If it's mission critical, like you cannot solve this problem, without having my input or having having me hear this, we have a call code. You call three times, right? Hang up, call again, hang up, call again, hang up, call again. That's mission critical. Now, I say that, and so everybody in my orbit knows that. Unless it's mission critical where you cannot solve this problem, that's the call code. 
holy shit. And even if my phone's on do not disturb, I'm sharing this, this is what I do. If even my phone's on do not disturb, you have your favorites. Your do not disturb will still come through. Yeah. Now, you have to set the boundaries because some human beings will 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 squeak in a little bit, right? They'll they'll sometimes take advantage of that. And you have to call them out on it. Like, hey, you know, I'm gonna Michelle, was that really mission critical? Like you called and you called and you called again. Oh yeah, Jonathan, you know, what about this color? Michelle, thanks for calling. Please like understand. You gotta set you have to you have to authentically have these conversations and call people to task. Because when you do that, they'll understand that and then respect that. And then now I can be present with you. My phone's in my pocket as we're, as we're having this conversation. It's on do not disturb. My wife knows. And, and sometimes you're going to say like, hey man, I'm expecting this call from my wife. So if it comes through and she knows the call code, she'll call three times, Manny. I'm going to excuse myself, take this call. That's what you do. In the meantime, the phone's in your pocket. Phones on vibrate. Shut all the damn notifications off. And then when you're with pre- people in front of you, ask real questions. The what questions, the how questions, the what do you think questions. Not like, and, I mean, it's really easy. Like, how was your day? Good. You and I have talked about this. Good is such a shit word. Yeah. It's like, fine. And they, you know, Good enough. And I love what you said before. Fine. Okay. Okay. The fuck is okay? Tell me more about okay. Is that AY or just okay? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, you know what? It, it kind of, I, I like that you have a mission control kind of thing. It kind of reminds me of back when I was younger, in my 20s, you're driving for the first time. You're just having fun. You actually get a decent car and it has some power. What do you do as a driver, as a young driver? You're just booting it. You just race. You're sewing in between the traffic, right? Yeah. But as a young person, and now you understand it more as an older person, what happens when you're sewing through traffic, right? You're just like, you're, you're racing. You're thinking you're going to get to point B a lot faster than anybody else. Right. But all of a sudden you get at a stoplight or you get to your end of your destination. And then a few seconds later, who rolls up beside you? The older person or the calm person that actually was just driving the speed limit the whole time. So what did you really save at that point? So I compare it to like all these emergency phone calls where we didn't have to have all that stuff. You could have called. We could have had a conversation, a text that came through. I would have got to the text when I got a point to it. Because at the end of the week, all the scope that we planned on doing, we got there. Yep. We both showed up at the same place, same time. But you went through this dramatic race on tr- in traffic. We didn't need to go through that. But why do we do that? So, um, Priority is like we're the most important person on this planet. Okay, okay so so this. I mean, you can relate to this. And, and, get it, and I'm smiling when you said this because... If you remember the uh, the out of office, the pink message books, they were pink or yellow. Yeah. Somebody was out of the office and it was like, is Manny there? No, he's not. Let me take a message. That went on that little pink slip or yellow slip. the carbon, whatever. Yeah, the carbon yeah. things. And what happened with that? When Manny was back in the office, he responded. Yeah. It could have been 24 hours or 36 yeah. hours later, whatever it was. It wasn't like, now we expect instantaneous response. Again, set the benchmarks and the baseline, folks. <laughs> Understand when I'm present with somebody else, the most important person in front of me is that is that person or those people. Do we have an advantage, Jonathan, where we both more me than you because I'm older than you? We come from a life where we didn't have these devices. We come from a life, and just even driving in, I was joking about how been been on uh, road trips yep. where we had full sales maps, yep. taking up the whole passenger seat and following the route that you're going to go when how is it today it's completely different today right so it's just like i look back on how it was sure 
Like I still have cassette tapes and I still have VHS tapes and I have a cassette player and I have a VHS player. And, and it, it's kind of funny that maybe one day in the near future, I might feel nostalgic enough that I'll pop them in and, and I'll watch something that's like strobing and moving and it's crispy cop popping and whatever. And I'm like, I actually kind of like that. I miss that. Like, it's just, I'm aware of what it was like. And I think that's why when I see all this digital content, that's consuming so many people, I revert back to that and it gives me calmness. Mm. But then when you get the younger generation that comes into construction, you get the 20-somethings coming in, it's rock and roll digital. They just, they look at all these tools like opportunities, but I go back to they're ignoring their family. And there's certain people that listen on the show right now that I'm not going to mention their names. They're like telling me sometimes I haven't seen my significant other in three weeks. And I'm like, what do you mean? I haven't communicated. I haven't texted. I haven't talked. I haven't done nothing. I've been consumed by work. I'm just trying to finish a job. And I'm like, like a parent, you're going to miss those opportunities. Like I, I can only imagine that, you know, like there's nobody that's gotten older has ever said that they've lost work because they want to focus on their family and regretted it. Nobody can tell me that they regretted it because those are moments that you have in a photo album now, right? Now you can take your digital device and take all the pictures you want, whatever, or use a Polaroid, you know what I mean? And have these, these moments in life. And when you are older and the kids are out of the house and now you're traveling and you're enjoying your life because you built what you built, you can remember what was life like. Yeah. And I think that we're a nice bridge at this age. We're a nice bridge to this, but I think we need to somehow try to teach this younger generation to find that calmness. And hopefully they can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to come back. But so something that sort of bubbled in my brain as you're talking about this, so then this is a, a, an interesting thought. In your mind, you know, the instantaneous connections of the world, does it bring people closer together, or push people further apart? Apart. Yeah. 100%. I do not look at any media these days. I stopped looking at media for over a year now. If someone sends me anything that's currently going on in the media right now, I don't look at it. I don't care to look at it. I don't give a shit about it. Um, I'm not interested in it. In it. Uh, I, I, I see media and this consumption of what's going on supposedly in the world. Mm -hmm. I see it as just a pure distraction. That's all it is. It's just like there's far greater things that are far more important than all this. Everyone trying to get to the soundbite as fast as possible. Well, this is interesting. This is exactly what we're talking about. So when you talk about that for a year, like what shifted for you then? My time. What do you mean? I realized my time was more valuable. It's really simple. It's like you come across certain videos and you see certain things and you talk to certain people. And if you want to break it down, like we, I, I've spoken about this on the show, men are going to live to their early 80s today. Yep. Women are going to live three, four more years after that, right? Yep. That's just how biological, that's how it works, right? 100%. So it doesn't matter. So if you look at it that way, then technically speaking, a man has 82, 83 summers, winters, falls, springs. That's it. Women have two, three more of them. So now how many of you already gone through? As a kid, it was like super fast. You saw the seasons in a blinking of an eye. You knew exactly what everything, you were on the school calendar. September came, you started figuring out what your first week of clothing was going to be. Your parents helped you out and all of this other stuff. Now you get your first job, same thing. Your first place, everything's the same. So you, you start planning all these things. But at some point in your career, your career consumed you. And then you forgot about all these things. And then all of a sudden you're realizing, hang on, I'm 40. 
I've gone through half of my summers, half of my winters, half of my springs, falls. Half of your Christmases, half of your birthdays, right? So it's like you start paying attention to how valuable time is. You start realizing, okay, someone sends me a little media bite that goes on. I might pay attention if it's a death and like an actor or celebrity or something that someone that I respect or some of that, I might pay attention to it. But I give the like a few moments to it and that's it. But if it's like a story, something went on, or I'm like, I'm not giving it time because my time is more valuable somewhere else. And I start thinking about going back to the 10 push-ups, 11 push-ups. If you give yourself that time to yourself instead of being consumed by content, imagine all the other things that you can come up with and think and talk. Do we not miss conversation with another person without a device between us or a ding notification coming up? How many people are sitting home? Listen, I made it to dinner. I made it. I brought this. I brought flowers. I brought all this stuff. Let's sit down. Have a quiet meal. Kids are quiet. Everybody's quiet. Let's have it. And all of a sudden, the last thing you want is ding, ding. Somewhat of an emergency is going on with work, right? Whether it's hers or his or both, doesn't matter, right? So it's like completely disconnect from that. So when you treat it like a corporate office meeting where everybody's walking into an office, big boardroom, you're leaving your devices outside because you don't want your competition overhearing the conversation that's happening in this thing. So treat your family as secretly, as important as that. So everybody, devices out, room gone, and guess what? It's literally candlelight, food, great meal, and conversation. I think that's where we have to revert back. And whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, old or whatever, do it yeah. and stick to it. And I'm not saying you should do it once a week. I don't think once a week's enough. I think you should do it every evening. I think we should go back to the days of you get home I don't know about families. I, I, I think I, I can remember as a kid, maybe in my teenage years is when we stopped eating together as a family. Right. And all of a sudden you start getting older and you're like, no, I'll eat outside. I'll eat in my bedroom. I'll eat whatever, I'll front step or whatever. I don't want to eat, sit down in a family. And I don't know how many families get together and sit down and eat together. Because I know that kids are like, their brain is elsewhere. They want to be, okay, what, what did my friend just text me? What did I miss on social media? anything but you're missing life right now listen up guys if you love top line products and are interested in a dealer opportunity you're going to want to hear this i recently installed a box gobbler wall insert from mb sentinel on the garage wall adjacent to my front porch to make a secure locker for my package deliveries let me tell you the user experience is pure freedom I can now make returns right from my home and I don't even have to be there. Even knowing what it was supposed to do from the get-go, it still made me smile when I experienced my first delivery. If you want to see the scope of work the install requires, you can find the video on my socials. So check them out, mbsentinel.com or call them directly for dealer details at 1-800-910-4251. And again, that's 1-800-910-4251. Hmm. How do we do that? How do we achieve that? How do we convince this younger people? I think it's easier, not easier. I think the older generation has, um, has an opportunity to fulfill that. I don't know about the younger because I don't know. I just know that you're on a job site. Everybody's got a smartphone. When I got started in construction 15 years ago, a handful of people had smartphones. People still have flip phones. Yeah. I'm starting to see people, I guess, regress back to flip phones. Maybe they're doing that for a reason. So then it takes longer to do a text. You have to use one number to get three letters or four letters, whatever it is, right? So I don't, I don't know. I think it starts with the awareness, and this is why we're having the conversation, right? It's especially the last several years, um, 
the human to human connection has regressed. Um, I think of and help me out here. Uh, the comedian, uh, Italian Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian, yeah, Maldascoli. Oh, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Right. He has this this really wonderful skit that it can relate to coming from an Italian descent, where it's like you had this you know cake in the fridge that yeah. nobody ever taught, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it was like, just in case the neighbor comes over, just in case, right? And you, can, you could never sit in this room and you could never, like, that's just in case somebody comes over. Nobody rings the fucking doorbell anymore. And if they do, it's connected to a digital device that's got a camera. And, so then, and then what happens? Shh! I nobody move. Yeah. Pretend like we're not we're here. We're not here. Right? And, I, you know, Sebastian, he talks about that extremely well. And we laugh about it. You know why we laugh about it? Because it's real. Because mm-hmm. it happens. Right? So whatever is going on on that device, there is nothing more important. We're, we're only here for so long. Yeah. And I think if you start figuring out how much time we really do have, whether you're a con- like a GC that's just constantly working you get your four or five hours of sleep or whatever, then you start your day and you've got your family life, your construction life, you got all kinds of stuff that's going on. You're going to blink and all of a sudden that's going to be done. And I'm not saying to ignore your brand building, your purpose and what you're passionate about. I'm not saying ignoring that. I'm saying that the way you're conscious at some point in everybody's life, you become conscious of money. And you start managing money. You start realizing, how can I make money grow? How can I be more efficient with it? How can I save more? How can I prepare for the future? I think you got to do the exact same thing with time. I think you got to look at where are the best places for me to invest my time. And then get compound interest from time. That's what I think you need to figure out. Everybody has to do that individually, though. There was a movie, and I know you're you're a movie guy, so maybe you can help me out here. Um, I don't remember. The, I think it was called so- something about time. I think it was what it was called, and what it was, it was a father and a son. And what was really interesting was every time this individual walked through this closet door, he went back in time. And the whole movie sort of progresses about the busy day to day life. And every once in a while, this this father would step through this door because it would be like a pause of time. Yeah. Right. Are you talking about frequency? With Dennis Quaid and uh, Jim Caviezel? Were they in two different times? Maybe. Maybe, okay, maybe yeah. I got it. it it's just, it's, it's so similar. Like, this gets back to, we have to envision, I've talked about this in the past, and I'm going to say it again, it's, it's that living obituary, like, at the end of life, mm. what do you actually want, right? It's not about, I get shivers because this is, I don't talk about shit that doesn't happen. This is real. You know, we were, we were, away this summer um, at a cottage in Peterborough and it was beautiful and up the street there was um, a cemetery I haven't spent time in a cemetery for a long time I'll tell you I went for a walk to that cemetery several times it's freaky man like it really confronts you when you start reading tombstones that are 100 years old 100 plus years old there's nothing about anything that these individuals did work Nothing about accomplished. It's like we miss, and you should see, like, holy shit, this person died at 21. This guy died at 40 years old. It really level sets. And then I'm telling you this because then it comes back to at the end of life, it's that living obituary. You start today, like, envision what I want somebody to say at the end of life. Not, you know, Jonathan made billions of dollars and he had all the toys and all the widgets. Empty and meaningless. You mentioned that before on the other show. Like yeah. you talked about that living obituary where it's like, write it out 
actually take the time to write it out and then go live it and review it folks like, oh, all the time i keep it in evernote and it, it, it on, the, on the dark moments because we go through cycles of life on the dark moments i'm like what am i really doing this for what are my value words like there's, there's you, you know when you start to think of uh, there's some, there's other work but the point is is that come up with a whole list of words that are important to you write them all down and then zone through them and come up with five you bring up a good point where it's like a life without dark moments and a life without ups and downs is not a worthy life, right? We, we have to have these moments. It's important because we have to be challenged to figure out how to move forward from these moments. But you get a lot of guys that, including myself, when are these dark times going to end? Like it just feels like time is frozen at that moment. And it just seems like it's been going on for a day, week, month, a year. You're like, I don't know how much longer I can handle it anymore. And so you get a lot of those moments. So then what people do is, and I want to talk about this, I want to get into it, they turn to vices. Of course. And it's, it, I think they turn to vices because it's human nature to turn to a vice because it's easy to turn to a vice. Whether that's a digital device becomes a vice, or it could be an alcoholic, it could be a drug, it could be whatever you want. It could be gambling, it could be any of like that. So you turn to that. But that's just... It's a recipe to destroy the time that you're trying to get back. So how do we communicate with somebody that's possibly in there considering that, trying to get out of it? The first thing that comes to mind for me is cannot help somebody who's not ready to, ha to be helped, yeah. right? And some people will say, well, until they hit rock bottom, they're not going to want to help. I'll challenge it and say, no, you don't, they don't have to hit rock bottom. You can bring rock bottom up to them. Right? And like sometimes, it, it, sometimes it's like, hey, what are you doing? Holy shit, man. What are you doing? Stop for a second. We have to stop people fly, but sometimes we get too... I don't want to say that. I don't want to offend them. I got to stay out of their business. No, man. Like, you're not okay. I'll tell you a real life story. Right? I'm who I am because of you know, the great people around me. My wife is one of them. This is, this is real. This happened the other day. Life happens and you get so inundated in, 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 with all the, you know, I, I, I could be doing this. I, I'd like to get this done. And, and all this happens. It, it was a Sunday night and, you know, we had a, a ridiculously busy weekend and we, as everybody does. And she looked at me and she's like, you're not okay. You know, what, what does that mean? Like, go, for me, I, I like saunas, sensory deprivation, showers. Like, I just, uh, sh in, in our home, fortunately, we have a shower, and I have a thinking room outside the shower with, it's literally a, a room with whiteboards on it. Mm. And what happens is, and I journal in there, and I do a whole bunch of shit, tough work, because here's the thing, folks, there's no magic pill, there's no matrix magic pill, you got to do the hard work. Yeah. You got to do the hard work. And so it's the people around you that say, like, she, in this case, said, you know, you, Jonathan, you haven't hit rock bottom yet. So I'm bringing rock bottom to you. Get out. Like, tap out. She tapped in and I tapped out for three hours. It was like I went downstairs and I was in that sauna. And from that sauna, it was like extreme heat to ice cold shower. Extreme heat, ice cold shower for, for several hours. You know what it's like? It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it really makes you uncomfortable. And you really start to think. So sometimes you got to look at somebody and say, you know what, man? Like, but it disconnects you from. What's That's disconnection. You. Yeah. <laughs> My phone was not even anywhere near me. Not even anywhere near me. 
And then what happens out of, out of that is you get mental clarity. Now, it would have been really easy for me to pick up my phone and say, I just need to disconnect and watch a movie. Sometimes, fine. We have to start to analyze our habits, our rituals and routines. If I'm always reaching for that coffee or that drink or that, you know, digital media, how well is that serving me? Is it nurturing? Or is you it gotta nourishing? be honest with yourself though. You gotta be honest with yourself. You gotta tell yourself that it's actually not nurturing my life. So should I continue doing this? And you gotta catch yourself. I guess it's no different than having a drink when you shouldn't be having a drink. And you just catch yourself going, maybe I shouldn't be having this drink. Maybe you pour it down the drain this time, right? Yeah. And that's how you start. You might relapse. I mean, we always relapse, bro. But I guess it's also, is, is the West partially to blame that we're so, I mean, you're Italian, I'm Portuguese. We're from a different world where it's, things were greener and calmer and you walked everywhere. Like you actually embraced buildings and homes that are centuries old and sitting outside at a, table that's just a table it's nothing fancy whatever and just hanging light bulbs like it's just simplicity but here it's about people that are going around the city that are showing off such expensive items talking about this is their new favorite place to have whatever consume food yeah. drink whatever party and shit like that and i'm like they may be presenting that they're living the best life and the best years of their life but a boy is it quite the performance? Yeah. When I'm always in awe of when I go someplace else and I pay attention to the elderly. They have such a simple life. Like, like a simple drink, a simple treat, a simple meal, birds, wind. It could be raining even. Like drizzle, whatever. They don't, maybe they decide they're carrying an umbrella. Maybe they decide to open it. Maybe they don't decide because they don't mind being hit by a little bit of rain. That's not here. I think here is is also a consumption. Just being in, in such a busy city like Toronto and other urban cities, people are thinking that if you're not there, you're not in the, the in club, so to speak, right? And it goes back to high school times where like, you had the segregation of different people, the jocks and the arts and all kinds of people, right? And like you had to be a part of something. No, you didn't have to be a part of anything. I'm telling you, when you travel, pay attention to the elderly and see what they're doing. And they're smiling usually when they're walking around just in a so-called busy city in that small little village. Um, they're happy. They're pleasant. They're more than enough willing to engage with you and speak with you. They don't. They probably walk around no different than I walk around looking at everybody with their heads down going, what is really going on here? Cobblestones as beautiful as it is. It doesn't look that beautiful, but they're staring at these devices, right? So I think you need to look at other places in the world and why certain people are happier. I don't think the majority of people here are happy. No. I don't think the majority of people in construction are happy because they're letting their construction life consume their personal life, which you shouldn't. And I go back to the beginning of this show where it's like, we're telling you not to listen to this. We're telling you not to engage with us on this. We're telling you that this is here, but you'll get to it. It always will be here. So I, I love the fact that you get new people finding the show because People are making people. So they're going to grow up and they're going to get into construction. And they're going to be like, I just found this show called The Construction Life. Yeah, that was about 50 years ago, you know, when we got started. And I get it. And you know what's funny? It's like high school. It just repeats itself. Mm -hmm. 
every student goes through the exact same thing that we all went through when we went to high school. Yep. Whether you're, you know, grade nine all the way to graduating and then you get into post, it's the same thing. We all go through the exact same things. But now we have bigger distractions. That's all it was. The difference when we were in high school, it was notes being passed. Yeah. And, and it's like, it, you know, in our world, this is so interesting, right? It's like different distractions, right? Bigger when, when, when I was in high school and you were in high school, it, you know, your high school, my high school, that distractions were huge. In my world, they were like, holy shit, this is earth shattering. And now you look back and go, that was a joke, right? But now there's... there's it wasn't that critical. <laughs> it wasn't. You know, I, I, this is where... Here's something to consider. We talk about... I love what you talk about Toronto. Are, and I'm saying Toronto. Are, are people happy? I don't know. No. Look, look at construction. I want to use Vancouver as an example. I know okay. a few people who, uh, quite a few people who, who work in Vancouver. Vancouver's culture, my understanding, and anybody out there can validate this and verify it, is dramatically different professionally. At the end of the day, call it four o'clock. You know what happens to that phone? It goes down. It shuts down. You know what happens? They enjoy recreational life, bicycle riding, mountain climbing, whatever that is. And a Friday is a Friday. They don't look at that device. If I send you a, an email at five o'clock on a Friday, you're not responding to Monday. Not even looking at it. So what happens there? You know the people, us as Torontonians go to Vancouver and say, "What the fuck?" And that chatter in your brain is like, "This is ridiculous. I want my answer." And like, no, they've clearly set the boundaries. This is what, and so this could be a form of disconnection, right? We don't have to start huge, folks. Start small. But you get Torontonians actually saying, well, they've got the mountains. You can go skiing. You can go swimming. You can go sailing in the same day. And all of a sudden, okay, Bullshit. so all you're doing is you're coming up with excuses. You're coming up with excuses. Because like I said, you go downtown Toronto and go you sailing. You can do the exact same thing here. Right? Right? Go for it. I mean, Ontario is huge. We could go for a drive for, for, for days and not even hit the top of it. You know, like, here's the thing. Right? I think how far sudden. I, I don't know. My brother goes uh, hunting somewhere. It's like 20 26 hours. He's not even at the top of Ontario. I'm like, holy shit, 26 hours. Right where the hell they go. I can't remember now. What do they, and you know what happens? Anybody who, who does that too, why do guys hunt? I say guys, guys and girls, why do people hunt? Because you go in the middle of nowhere. Because you're disconnected you from disconnect. the You disconnect. Don't call me. You ain't going to get me. You know what's going to happen is that you're in a, a foxhole of some sort. You're in a tree or something like that. And it's just you and another person, maybe three people. And guess what? You're just having a chat. You're just talking. I miss those days. We're just screwing around. When we were teenagers, we'd walk around, right? Yeah. The odd time we would, you know, tip over a porta potty. It's just because it was fun and we just did that or whatever. But that's what we, but you were also having these conversations, right? So, and you learn, you know, like you learn so much when you connect with somebody. We all have shit in our lives. Yeah. We all have shit in our lives. So why does it stop, Jonathan? Like, why is it... <laughs> Like everybody, you know the whole saying, as you get older, fewer friends, right? Mm -hmm. So by the time you get, I guess, in your 50s and 60s, you maybe have two or three good friends in your life, right? But in high school, you had a dozen. And now it's just, you disconnect from them at that point, And you start realizing you're a different path. Now, there's different things that we're talking about here. It could also be that they're not going down the same path that you want to right. go down, right? right. And or, or maybe vice versa. It's the same thing, right? So, And also, you truly find out who really cares about you. That whole mindset of are they excited when you fail or do they secretly happy because you failed at something because right they never tried it themselves so they're they're pleasantly happy because you failed at trying and you you were trying to get out of our failure club 
So then I'm mean like, okay, well, that's not a friend then. You push that person off. And then you get older and all of a sudden you don't have many of those people. You have fewer people around you that actually encourage you to try and try again until you keep on succeeding. At some point you will succeed. Right. So it's just like I'm trying to figure out what I, I don't know. I don't know if it's an age thing. I think it's just it happens to people whether they start their life, their family life early or older, later. Like it doesn't it just is right. Yeah, I don't know that there's a right or wrong or, or, or good or bad. It, it simply occurs, right? And sometimes, it, many times, it happens organically. It's not like, oh, well, you know, Manny pissed me off. We're not going to hang out anymore. It doesn't happen that way. It's just no. life. You don't hear from the person. You just don't hear from them. Didn't help with the pandemic. Didn't help. Because then you had, and we clearly know, and, and it's been discussed already, about the division. That's all it was. It's like you, you literally were separating everybody on purpose, which is now we're trying to reconnect. And, and it was interesting that... On the weekend, we did shows with uh, Saskia was in town, and we had a little espresso show. And I, and I loved that before and after and even during, everybody was just shooting the shit and, and not talking shop. Nobody, you know, we were taking the odd picture here and there just so we can have that, and we were sharing those images. But the majority of people, for the majority of the time, were just communicating with not each other. Not on their phones, right? Not on their phones. Yeah. They were just communicating. And I was like, I, and I spoke with Joe about this afterwards, and I think it's because of all the pandemic years and all that bullshit that everybody went through. We didn't really have an opportunity to reconnect with people. And so it was good to see that the vices were not the forefront and conversation was the forefront. It's, it's, I've gotten better with conversing with people because of this show. I was always a teacher, one student at a time on the job site, and I actually liked doing that. And then I, I was asked recently, talking about when did you know it was the right time to get off the tools? And I said, the moment I realized that I wanted to be a teacher more than a contractor. Mm. So as soon as I realized that I had those skills to share that information, leave a legacy behind me, I realized that I didn't want to be doing what I used to be doing. And we're human beings. Human beings evolve. So it's, it was easy for me to realize, okay, I'm going to start teaching now. And this show, for all intents and purposes, is teaching. It's an educational outlet of some sort, right? But it's also like you talk to John McNeil talking about his shirt right now. Uh, he sent me a picture over the weekend. We're just getting ready. I always kind of like, you know this, I always send messages and go, hey, I'm really excited about getting back on the show. It's not a generic bot saying that it's me typing those words in and i'm just sending it so i can get everything ready going and i was doing the same thing with john and then he sends me a picture of this juicy steak and he went to a friend's restaurant to support great place in in, in barry there um a bagel um i can't remember the name now bagel bar so uh, he's gonna kill me now i'm totally forgetting you remember where it is but it's in barry i don't know exactly where it was but what, what was interesting to me is outside of the food and it was steak and fries right it was such a juicy steak like a beautiful steak but he tells me he goes yeah me and the missus we walked there 45 oh. minutes we had our meal and then we walked back they didn't have devices in their hands you know what they were doing they were either enjoying the silence or they were enjoying the conversation but it was an hour and a half of valuable time like extremely value they could have hopped into the truck they could have drove there could have had the meal and then drove back but the meal was that much better because of that walk before and after yeah that reconnection of that well then it set the context you know this gets um you're giving me shivers you're talking about this because it gets back to something you've mentioned and 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 i loved it and we'll continue to talk is the alignment yeah, alignment in life, right? So, in this situation, you're you're realigning, 
you're bearings. You're you're, re, you're recalibrating that compass. Like, who the hell is most important to me? Do I need my Do I need my phone right now? Do I need to Do I need to figure? No, I don't need. I need to connect with this person, and we're gonna do that, and we're gonna walk. And sometimes we're probably gonna say shit, nothing, right? Nothing. When was the last time you walked the boardwalk in Toronto, Lakeshore? For all you Torontonians listening. I did it recently, that's why. Yeah, it's been, uh, I'll tell you, I, the last time that comes to mind for me, I did a, a date day with my wife. Yeah. And it was super cool. It was so much fun. It's a long walk. It's a nice walk. Oh, yeah. We, we had this, I tell you, we had this huge plan. We're going to, here's the day, and we're going to walk, and then we're going to go for dinner. We didn't make it to dinner. It was like 4 o'clock, and she's like, I- I'm exhausted. Like, let's just go home. Well, for me, it was a beginning part of criticizing the patchwork in the, in the boardwalk and how it was done and absolutely just painful to look at the lack of workmanship there because it was just done half-assed or whatever. But once I get over that hump, I'm just enjoying it. But I'm also noticing back to what we were talking about throughout this whole show, the amount of, the amount of people just walking on the boardwalk stuck on their devices or stopped at a park bench on their device. And I'm like, you got the lake over there. The sun's setting over there. You've got trees and greenery over here, and you've got a walk, like a wide 12-foot, 14-foot wide boardwalk, and it's it's a nice early evening going into the night. Enjoy that instead of the device. Some were, but the majority weren't. Three things come to mind. I got to say, I laugh at this because I ask this question often, right? If there's an alien up above and looking down, at our world, fuck are they thinking? Like to me, it's like they think it's like the Matrix. These, these disconnected creatures, head down with the you know AirPods in, no idea what's going on, right? And so, how do you break that pattern? Two things show up for me: how to break that pattern because I think we're all wired differently. But some people are really aware and attracted to animals, right? And if you ever see, I'm not an animal person. You're not an um, animal person? No. No, we have, okay. we have 13 chickens at home, but that's a different <laughs> conversation. But not an animal person. If you look at a dog, for example, the hell is it? You know what? A, a dog is like, and I'm talking about a young dog, not somebody who's, because uh, a poor older dog has, has lived a good life, but a younger dog, oh, that dog is like excited, looking around, looking around, looking around. I want to be outside. Let me off this leash. Let me run. He's not concerned. He doesn't give a, he or she doesn't give a shit about, you know, I don't, he doesn't care that this person, he's going to run into this person's feet and he's going to go chase that because, they're just, they're simply in that moment, they're present, right? And, you know, the other thing that I resonate to is young children. Look at what happens when, when there's young, yeah, there's what do what 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 older adults and, and parents do? No, don't do this. Stop yeah. doing this. Yeah. Yeah. When you let a kid go and, and, and like detach from that, that's when the magic happens. Are you going to do that if you're, if you're constantly controlling, directing traffic and like being on your device? But are you getting more and more parents that are parenting their children by devices? It's like give them a distraction so then you don't have to parent the child now. Is that happening? I see it. I, I, listen, I, that, that's a real, um, you, you strike a nerve when you say that because that, um, that upsets me more than, than anything. Yeah. Right. And, and I, and I, cause it calms them down. <laughs> Look, like there's a, quiet. yeah, there's a lot of people out there and sure, you know, have we, have we as parents done that? Of course you have, you know, you bring it, here's it, you're going on an airplane, here's this, you're going on a road trip, bring this fine. Of course we, <laughs> and I don't remember that stuff, nor do the children. No, 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 remember they remember, that. they remember, you know, driving to PEI this summer singing 
singing as a family, singing these silly songs. That's what they remember, right? They remember that, I don't know, that, that huge downpour. And rather than saying grab an umbrella, it's like, okay, what happens if we don't grab an umbrella? This is it, folks. Like, it doesn't have to be huge stuff. Thank you for asking these great questions. Like, there's no simple answer. I think Just some, try something different, folks. I think some men who ride motorcycles experience those moments again. Yeah. Because as, as shitty as I've been stuck in rain several times on a motorcycle, right? And when it starts, it's shitty. But then after it starts and you're wet, you're wet. doesn't matter, right? You're like, I don't care. For the most part, I don't look for the overpass for protection. For the most part, I just, I'm wet. I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter. Soaking wet, it's fine. Like, some of the most soothing, like, it's, it's, it's soothing and relaxing at that point. Yeah. So it's like you can find your solace in these moments that you, everyday people would think that this is just uncomfortable and I don't want to be a part of it. But That's it. It's it's, really but you should be uncomfortable and you should be a part of it. But, I mean, those moments, you can look back on life. <laughs> you talk about how cemetery and, and there's the whole denzel washington saying about how you you, you never see a u-haul behind a hearse right 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 that whole thing yep, you yep. can't take any of it yep. right and, and i think he also he, he was or somebody else said that yeah the egyptians try to do it they bury all the gold with them and then what happens it just gets, gets ransacked yep. Yep. it gets all yep. stolen right so it's just there's no point of taking all this shit with you right so it's just like go back in your memories your greatest fondest memories in life from 2009 onward, and I say 2009, that's a magic number because that was the introduction of the iPhone. Mm. That was the beginning of a smartphone, 2009, right? That was like just before iPods like or just after iPods and, and things were just changing, touchscreen, all that shit. And that's when it's been since 2009 now. And look back on your family bunch of memories or your personal bunch of memories, depending on how old you are. Listen up, guys. If you love top-line products and are interested in a dealer opportunity, you're going to want to hear this. I recently installed a box gobbler wall insert from MB Sentinel on the garage wall adjacent to my front porch to make a secure locker for my package deliveries. Let me tell you, the user experience is pure freedom. I can now make returns right from my home and I don't even have to be there. Even knowing what it was supposed to do from the get-go, it still made me smile when I experienced my first delivery. If you want to see the scope of work the install requires, you can find the video on my socials. So check them out, mbsentinel.com, or call them directly for dealer details at 1-800-910-4251. And again, that's 1-800-910-4251. I don't think there's a shitload of memories regarding this device. I don't think they're centered around this device. I don't think a group of you guys um, were sitting around a campfire and huddled around a little device going, hey, this is really cool. Check this out. I don't think those are the memories that you want. Like um, Jason from uh, Keystone, he's, he sent me a message and he was like, listen, I want to get together for a cigar little evening. I go, what days are you available? And he gave me some like three, four days. And I said, I'm good with all of them except for one of the days. And then we finally nailed it down to Friday. So it's supposed to be happening tomorrow. And I just asked him, who's coming on like to this little get together, right? And so he gave me a list and I'm like, this is great. We're literally going to get together at some place up north, nearby you, I guess, whatever. And it's going to be about a dozen of us just smoking a stove. Beautiful. Nobody's going to be using the device. You know what I mean? Maybe someone might come out and take a photo of it so we have a photo op of it. But that's it. But we're going to literally sit down there and just have a stogie. And we're just going to be shooting the shit. And I don't think we're going to get into the depths of work. I think we're going to just get to the depths of life. Because the people that are coming 
<laughs> fuck. Unfortunately, I might be the oldest one. <laughs> I'm quickly becoming the oldest guy in the room, right? But um, I That's don't give an a honor, shit. by the way. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't give a shit at that point because I think we all see life the same way. The group that's coming. Yep. The, and we're we're talking about guys, tradespeople that are, um, I think, early twenties, mid twenties, to as old as me, early fifties, right? So it's like if we're seeing life the same way, that's a good sign. I love it. I think that's a great sign at that point. Yeah, sure, we're smoking a cigar and it's not healthy and all this other shit. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, who cares? Like, <laughs> who cares? It's not like... So you brought up an interesting point, right? It's those moments in life. Um, you don't, Nobody remembers being connected to the phone, but you know what they do remember? It's when that Facebook sends you that memory from 12 months ago or whatever it is that says, hey, remember sitting here having a cigar? That's, or remember that road trip? 12 months ago, you were on a road trip, and then you take that and you blast that to your buddies and go, hey, remember when we did this? Yeah, man, because that's the shit that matters. That's the shit that matters. And there's a lot of, does this generation even have those moments where we're so glad we didn't have devices around when we were at that age? Because there was some things that we did and we're like so glad that we didn't get caught, that's right? right? That's right. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, that, that's a whole different conversation, the challenges. Um, I remember, I just made me, I, I remember a few times, I'm like so glad there was no camera. As far as I know, there was no cameras. <laughs> Um, well, I never got a knock on the door or anything like that, so I'm pretty sure there was no cameras, or maybe I wasn't clearly visible in the situation. Not that I'm a criminal or anything like that. I'm just saying. I'll do that stupid shit. You just do stupid shit. There's some things that you just do stupid. I would never do really dangerous, stupid shit. I've done some things, but not dangerous stuff. Like I'm not. I've never put myself or anybody else's life in peril, right? Like that. That's a little dangerous, right? They were BB guns. <laughs> <laughs> Where they ended up and what it hit, that's a different conversation. There was no live ammunition in any of those guns. It's just like we were careful about that shit, so it's all good. And, and yeah, sure, it was the first time maybe I was buying uh, uh, Belacava, right? <laughs> you guys can fill in the blanks from that point on. The, but, the, it, but those are memories now, and I can look back and go, like, why was I always the shit disturber? And then you look back and you go, I can't believe he did that. And I'm like, yeah, but people still talk about this shit. And you were present. You know, this is the whole you're point. Present. This is the whole thing about you disconnection. In that moment, you're, you're present. Yes. And you were talking about, you know, riding a motorcycle in the rain. I haven't had the pleasure of doing so, right? And what happens when you first go, oh, shit, this is shit. And then you just, you just ride. It's no different than flip this to the construction professionals out there where you're digging a trench and it starts to rain in there and that sucks and the first little while you're, you maybe you're cursing me and then what happens after a while you're soaked you're covered in mud nothing else matters you're not checking your phone that's that's all your rubber boots are stuck <laughs> in the mud stuck. and you know that if you keep pulling the boot is staying and the foot is going and then you're trying to figure out how much mud is going to get inside the boot because guess what you haven't finished the work but you stop for a moment i remember vividly i remember stopping for a moment going this sucks. Like, this royally sucks. I still wouldn't want an office job. Yeah. Even though as much as this sucks, I still wouldn't want an office job. Because the office job, you know what? It's soul-sucking. I don't give a shit. I think if you do, and I think that's why a lot of people are in construction. Every day is different. You don't go into the office and punch a clock and go into your cubicle and sit down and data entry and do this. And that, that's your Monday to Friday that is soul sucking in my like what's the saying about they pay you a salary to basically make, pay you to forget your dreams yeah you're living somebody else's dream tradespeople try to live a new dream every day right but they they're i think today these days i think a lot of tradespeople are forgetting about their personal lives 
And so they're they're almost becoming that soul sucking cubicle office job. Yeah. But you're letting you're responsible. You're letting that the same way that you can avoid that. It becomes awareness, right? It's no different than than you know driving a, a car and it's like holy shit. If I want to maintain this vehicle, I got to do regular routine maintenance. Check the brakes, change the oil, get a car wash, whatever. I don't know, right? If you do nothing, what's going to happen? Eh, it's going to rust. It's going to fall apart. It's going to break down. And then what? You know, it's a sad thing, Jonathan, is that if you don't do nothing, the year will come and go and nothing would have been achieved. So if you tell yourself now, when you finally listen to the show, if you tell yourself now that every Monday I'm going to do this, every Tuesday I'm going to do that, every weekend I'm going to do this with the family, if you just keep on compounding that, imagine what your life and your family life and what your professional life is going to be like at the end of that year you're going to be in a much happier place. You might still have the problems of everyday life, everyday construction life. You still have the problems. A client might screw you over. You might not get paid. You might have delays. You might, you'll still have all those problems, but guess what? You've reconnected with your children. You're reconnected with your significant other. You found opportunities to do certain things, and all of a sudden you're enjoying life at that point. That's what you should be really looking for. And whatever that enjoyment is, whatever that happiness is, whatever, if it's getting on a plane, if it's walking down the street, how many people at home finish their meal and go for a walk around the neighborhood? Just go for a walk around the neighborhood. Like, how many people do that these days? I still do that. Mm. I enjoy doing that. Like, how many people wake up in the morning, and, and I, as much as you love or hate him, Joshua Bigger from Best Damn Roofer, every morning he's walking on grass barefoot, mm. and he's reconnecting with earth, and, and it's, it's proven, discharged. It's just like, yep. but how many people are doing that? Everyone is just so fixated on get to work, get to work, get to work. And like, just okay, everybody's off. That's it. Kiss the kids goodbye. And yeah, man. like, and, and here's the thing: you and I are not here to, to tell people you must do this. All we're seeing is find your means of disconnect. You can Google like a billion different ways. Find one thing that serves you well, and make a shift. Maybe it's jumping on a trampoline for three minutes. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, like you know, it, it's it's try something different. Flip the script. Do it differently. What happens if? What happens if your phone gets destroyed? What happens? You know, we think of it. Uh, was it last year, two years ago, when 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 the world shut down because Rogers crashed? Right? Oh my gosh! I don't know if I shared this story, but back in our twenties, <laughs> it's like this. I don't think this would have unfolded the exact same way. But back in my 20s, I had a friend who recently broke up with his girlfriend. And he was having a hard time with it. Sure. As every man or woman would have, right? And he was being slightly smart about it. But he ended up at a, a bar lounge. And it, she ended up being there too. And she walked in with her new man or whatever, right? So all of a sudden, a fight unfolded, hmm. right? He, he, he stayed away from it, but then he got jumped, right? So he got jumped and got clipped by a beer bottle and if ever, anybody's ever been hit by a beer bottle, like th that shit hurts, right? It just, it's hard glass, it hurts, right? And he continued the fight and then he got pulled away from the bouncers, all this other shit. But then three o'clock in the morning, I get the phone call. And I'm like, okay, what's up? He goes, I think you need to come over and just like, I think I might need to go to the hospital, or whatever, right? And I'm like, okay. And so I come over, right? And I come into his room and his room looked like a horror movie. Mm. 
Like there was blood everywhere. Oh my gosh. And then he explains to me what happened, right? And and then I'm following all this blood and I like what were you doing? Because while well, I, I came home, I lay down, he explained the whole thing. You lay down, okay. So there's all this blood all over the pillow and all of a sudden stuff. So I'm following the blood and I'm going to his head and I'm I'm seeing a cavern in his head. I'm like, dude, we're going to the hospital, right? And so we went to the hospital, it's the middle of the night, young doctors on call. Younger than I think he was younger than us at that time. He was oh I don't it's jaded now with age right so this was we were in our 20s early 20s right so all of a sudden the doctor comes in and he looks at it and he goes okay so what happened and then my friend looks at me and i look at him and i say he fell <laughs> right we don't want to get involved police all this other shit we're just like that's it so he goes well it's kind of already starting to heal itself but i mean we could suture it up it's up to you right and so i go okay we'll suture it up and then the doctor says well we can do either regular stitches or we can do staples and we again look at each other and um I go, do staples man <laughs> i've never seen staples let's do the staples right and so all of a sudden he does the staples and he starts clicking his head with the staples man and then he's like i remember these moments with him and he still has that nasty star in his head as a result of it right but this was an experience he learned from it he grew from it he put it all together but it wasn't connected to a device you know what I'm saying? It was about someone reaching out to me, calling me up, going there, I need a hand or whatever. Let's go solve this up. We have a memory. We laugh about it and we move on from there, right? That's what I think we're missing these days. Well, even, even, even you know, you're giving me chills sharing that story. So thank you for vulnerably sharing that story. It's that connection you had with that human being. Yeah. It's the trust, the organic. Hey, man, something's wrong. You get to, and your, your, your brain is probably like, what the he fuck? He still has a Quasimodo scar. What the fuck is going on with you, right? Because it probably the staples. It probably would have been a lot cleaner if it was sutures, right? But it's, it was just like, that's, I, I'm not, listen, I'm not advocating anybody to go into and get to no, a fight. No, but you're, you're going to take that connection with a human being yeah. that, that afforded that opportunity, that created that memory, right? The, he blindly knew that he was calling you, you were there for him without fail, right? You know, and, 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 and that's what's missing, right? On a flip phone. On a flip phone, <laughs> right? That's what's missing. It's like, where's that human-to-human connection? We, listen, everybody's got shit, and sometimes the biggest thing that serves well is simply showing up without any agenda and asking, Manny, what's actually going on? Look, I experienced that reason. Every, every human being wants to be seen, heard, and understood. And, um, like, the, the, the things you learn is so... We're missing those <laughs> moments. shattering like we're missing those moments like like in i guess in the movie the town with ben affleck asking jeremy renner go listen i need your help we're gonna go beat up some people we're gonna hurt them i don't want you to ask me why we're just gonna go do it and he just responds by saying which car we're taking whose car we're taking i i know that some of that still goes on in construction today because it's a it's a brotherhood it's a sisterhood that we all got each other's back and things like that i'm not saying that you're gonna go hurt somebody but we've got a a task to do let's go take care of it but like the Flintstones with the working, you know, whistle going off, shut it down. Just shut it down. And now you've got to go focus on your family life, right? Whatever that is, focus on it. If that means that you're picking up dinner, picking up groceries, bringing stuff home, picking somebody up, getting the table ready, getting everything ready, there's no reason, rhyme, to look at your device while all these things are going on. You don't need to do that. You miss moments in life. Yeah, hundred percent. You miss that. You know, there's there's something here, and if you allow me a few minutes, I want I want to yeah, share a sure. story because th- this um, it's not here to sort of like um, 
fluff anybody to anybody's horn. It's simply here as evidence to our construction professionals out there. They go like, you're not alone. This is what happens. Uh, you know, here's the context, right? Where I had an opportunity to, to be in Florida with my dad recently, not under good terms. I mean, the, the hurricane went through. Yeah. So we went down and we were looking after our family home and, and um, we were much more fortunate than others. So thank goodness for that. This gentleman shows up and, and um, he's the guy who looks after the pools on the streets. And you got to imagine most people in Florida have, have pools if they're in this area and these pools are destroyed, right, from the, from the hurricane. So this gentleman's been breaking his back for seven days straight. Wow. He shows up, and I've seen him before. I met him once. Uh, a little pickup, blasting uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Cool song, right? He stops in the driveway, vehicle's running, puts his head down on the steering wheel. Song's blasting. It was a couple of seconds. He gets down, like, hey, man, how's it going, right? And he walks in with a coffee. He's like, I'm fucking exhausted. It's, <laughs> this thing is killing me. But I'm hardcore, and I got to keep going. And he walks right past him, like, whoa. Like, what's really happening there, right? And, and this is no different framework than happens more times than not. Now, it would have been really easy for many people just to say, cool, like, we've all got our own shit. I don't have time for it. But you can kind of see that something else is going on. So over time, what happens is, hey, man. And I'm not going to mention this. I'm going to respect him. But, you know, hey, man, what's going on? Uh, and you could, you could see, like, everybody wants to be seen and heard and what actually occurred he opened up like vulnerably opened up he's like holy shit man i went from 84 clients and i had a nervous breakdown i was like what are you fucking talking about he's like i got four kids haven't seen them um wow. <laughs> you know it talks about some of his his challenges in life how long it took to 16 years to get to be get his visa or whatever it was in the states and then he's like he got it and he didn't even feel excited about it and he's going through all this shit I said, okay, so what happened? He's like, I had a nervous breakdown. I said, what, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, I went home, I threw my phone under the couch, and I hid in my room for a week. You right? just didn't want to deal with it. Just couldn't deal with it. And we talked, and we talked, and we talked, and we talked. And so what emerged out of that? He's like, well, he says, finally Sunday I get up, and I was ready to take on the world again, and I really reduced my clients. I'm like, do I need 84? I don't need 84. I went down to 60 because it was more important for me to be there for my, for my two boys. And you, he, he had a, a knee brace. I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, I hurt myself playing soccer. But I stopped playing soccer because I don't have time. But this knee's fucking killing me because I'm, I'm constantly doing all this shit. And all we're seeing, like, when you actually become curious a little bit, just, just, just check in because we all have shit. And you know what could have been really easy for me just to dismiss it. Instead, you're, you're, you know, you're being present. And at the end of it all, what did he said to me? Thanks for listening. Because nobody does. And I'm like, holy shit, he's, he's right. How easy is it to, to just, yeah, yeah, we all got, yeah, if I told you my stories and uh, disconnect, was, disconnect from devices, folks. I was recently told a story about uh, someone that's going through some hardships and then they connected with somebody online. Through the, uh, I don't know if it was through the show or something. I can't remember, but uh, from listening to one of the shows, and all of a sudden they agreed to get together at a coffee shop. Just one person was willing to offer a, a listening ear, right? Because they've been through what they're going through. So they said, "Listen, I've been there." So they just wanted to listen, and and he was really grateful for that person making the time just to listen to what's going on and making some suggestions to help him out. Right at the end of it, they said, "Listen, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it." And then he went to go shake his hand. He goes, no, 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 man. Here. And the guy that was listening, here, you need a hug. And he was just shocked by that. But he, he felt such comfort from a hug versus a handshake. He's talking about strangers here. You're talking about tradespeople. 
that are just, they're technically strangers, but they're not strangers. Yesterday, I was walking around because I was getting my brakes done. So then all of a sudden, I had time. And I was like, I could either Ubered it. Again, I could have either Ubered it or I could have walked. So I decided to walk, right? And as I was walking around, there was a construction site, high rise that was being taken care of. But it was at that closing bell, which is 3 o'clock, right? So guys were guys were walking out of it and i saw this one guy walking towards me and i was actually still wore, i was wearing my work pants as well too and so he sees me and i see him and we just give each other a nod like he knows who i am and i know who he is sort of we we know what each other is kind of thinking at that moment without actually saying it right and i think those are valuable moments in tradespeople's lives that you need don't be afraid to try to connect with somebody that you know you can connect with because there's a lot of us out there a lot of us are more than what that's why I, I share my number it's why i respond to the dms it's why sure it's exhausting there's a lot going on and at some point i have to disconnect right so i have to do my own disconnecting too but i think that there's a lot of value in that that their tradespeople are looking for those hands just out there knowing that i i just i, I don't want you to judge me and when we would never do that to begin with we're never going to say you're weak, you're simple, you can get over this shit. It's like, we're never going to say any of that shit. You're definitely going to hear a lot of the time saying, I've gone through that, I'm going through that, I understand what you're saying, um, I am hope I'm helping you, you've helped me. Like, sometimes it's just a simple thing as a nod. Like, I know where you're coming from. I totally know where you're coming from. And going back to the moto life. But hang on, hang on. I, I, uh, go to the mobile life in a moment. I just I want to ask the question like when you, you you know you're walking down the street head up and you nod. How would you feel at that moment? You you feel a sense of pride now. Yeah. Because you're connecting with somebody. So th that person's hard days work dirty, and it's like yeah that's that infrastructure that's going on like that they may be in the shit they got there at six o'clock in the morning started their work day they're wrapping up at three we don't know exactly where they're going hopefully they're going and making time for their loved ones as well. But yeah, you feel a certain, like, complete stranger. This is a complete stranger. And it's the same thing with the moto thing. It's like, there's a reason why if you're a motorcyclist and you're riding and you see another one coming at you, you wave. I don't know where it started, why it started, how it started. I don't know. Um, but motorcyclists wave to each other. And and I'm sorry, but scooters not included in that club. I'm sorry. They're not, right? <laughs> the scooters try but i refuse to i'm sorry i'm a motorcyclist you're a scooter rider look for another scooter and you can wave at them okay <laughs> maybe it's different in europe because there's lots of scooters sure. right there's lots of vespas there and all that but that's a different world right um but yeah it's it's just there's an unwritten connection i think between tradespeople, and i think now with the help of it's ironic technology we're helping each other out now understanding that there isn't a, a lending ear out there there is somebody that is going through has overcome it um has found happiness that you could probably share your story and they might give you some insight and i guarantee you they will never judge you gone are the days i think of judging yeah. i don't think people are on site judging anymore trades people on site are judging anymore they shouldn't be if they're if they're there then that's just stay away from that like that there's no purpose in you being around that judgment environment that vibe there's no purpose in that this and this gets back to to the alignment right like put yourself yeah. with the people you want to be around with and say hey thanks thanks or like you know i'm not 
in that guy's orbit, and he's not for me right now. Maybe in the future he will be. Maybe he won't be. I don't know. But stay connected, right? Stay connected. Like that's the best thing that I saw the little get-together that we had here and we're planning other get-togethers is that everybody was quick to exchange the contact information. What I'm loving about the roundtables coming in here is that people come in here and majority of them only know them through digital. They know them from following them or seeing their posts or sharing them or listening from the show. And all of a sudden they get to meet them for the very first time. First thing they do is exchange their contact information. Like they want their phone number. They put it into the device. And now that maybe there's going to be an opportunity in the future where they want to discuss something, right? Like everybody hasn't figured this shit out. There's no way. Nobody's figured all this shit out. You never will. You'll spend the rest of your days. You'll never figure this shit out. But somebody else has figured out ways to find happiness in moments in life. That's what they figured out. So if they can help you with what they did to give them a little bit of calmness in their life, then maybe it helps you. Yeah. You never know. It might help you. That's all we're trying to do here, right? So I'll never judge anybody. I've never, I've always said that, listen, I'll listen to the new kid on the block on this job site. I'll listen to the old school dog on the job site. I will not dismiss either or anybody in between. Doesn't matter at all. No, I mean that's the biggest thing. I think there was—I um, don't know if it was, if it was Clifford. Somebody—he's—we're going to see him shortly. He was Pegasus, sharing, yeah, yeah. He was sharing a story where um, they're doing their underpinning, and like guys have been doing this for a long time. And the, and the new young guy suggested something. You know what he did? He listened. Yeah. Right, and and you know at that point in time, now you're you're organically connected. Holy shit! This guy actually cares. A fresh pair of eyes on a problem is a good thing. Yeah. Whether it's construction problem, life problem, it's just it's a fresh pair of eyes. So yeah, because we get so consumer, like, yeah. oh my God, here's this, Blinders. here's what happened, here's the story, yeah. here, how do I get around this? Be vulnerable and share. Man, I'm going through this. Yeah. You're not alone. There's no reason to be embarrassed. We try to hide out and, you know, human beings, it's, we want to stay safe. Staying safe. What's the alternative, Jonathan? Like the alternative is that if you don't open up and, and talk about this or discuss it or reach out and just have it out in the open, I think what happens is you get a lot of trades people getting out of the business just, I can't deal with it anymore. I'm done, right? So then you didn't even give it a chance to figure out what's truly wrong. You just are saying that if I get out, that's the solution to my problems. Is it? Because I think what's going to happen is that you're just going to get into another industry. You're going to carry those same things. Exactly. You're suffering. What's the alternative? The alternative is you suffer alone. Yeah. And that fucking sucks. It's yeah. like when you've got, you know, that beer bottle smashed in your head and you suffer alone, that person would have been in misery. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and can't think straight and, you know, you're mission critical. You're trying to create things. Instead, you lean into somebody and say, I need help. Right? So the alternative is you suffer alone. And then what happens I hope not, but there's a high probability that many of the important relationships around you start to crumble. Yeah, they will. Right? Because they'll look at them as like, you're not opening up, you're not talking, you're not communicating. People check out. They're like, okay, well, you know, if you don't want help. There's only so much that people that can help are willing to help. But it, the truth is that you have to actually take that first step to reach out to somebody and talk, right? So I enjoy you know, sharing contact information. I go, listen, so-and-so is going th through something similar. Just text them. Just yeah. start with a text because a text, it kind of hides you a little bit. But send them a text and go, listen, I just, uh, I got your name and number from Manny, Construction Life, and he just suggested this. Are you cool? Do you have some time to chat? 
you never know. You might be talking on the phone for an hour or two or whatever with the person and, and they're going through similar things that you're going through. And then it, they might help you with some solutions. Right. And if it's worth it, then do it. And then you never know. You might be happier as a result of it. Right. With no agenda. You're simply listening with an ear. We all go through shit, man. Everybody's going through shit. If you're not going through shit, then you're not living a life. And there's no human being out there that's not going through shit. I mean, yeah. uh, 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 the, the biggest thing, like, our brains are wired to find problems. Why? Because it gives us something to latch on to. Even when there is no, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I was sharing briefly, you know, little stories. Like, hey, a big problem to a seven-year-old is not a big problem to a 42-year-old, right? You think Jonathan is going to get worse or you think it's going to get better? You, you, I, I have a concern with the younger generation having a lack of understanding of true communication skills. They are truly disconnected from communicating verbally. Everything is a communication digitally with them. So it's like, is that going to move and make things worse for them to actually open up to people? Because they're so used to hiding behind a device to share a written word. That's a great question. And if I had a crystal ball and could no, answer, I'd love it. I know. You know, what, uh, in my heart, what I can tell you is not under my watch. No. I'm here. You're here to make a difference. Like, could it happen? Absolutely. How do we stop that? We, we break the patterns. We interrupt the narratives. We create the awareness and say, holy shit, guys and girls. Folks, there's a whole life happening out here. Do you actually know what's going on? And that starts with the conversations around the dinner table. What was something great that happened today? What'd you learn? Who'd you help? Not like, hey, how was your day? And then sort of check out, yay, well, cool. Those might be important questions to learn as well. But then actually like go a couple layers deeper. Might be around a dinner table uh, you know, a, a sports room, I don't care, or, or having a cigar. Hey, man, like, what's your fucking pain point? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you actually suffering with? Not the bullshit I'm, <laughs> I'm collecting. Okay, I, I can't collect money from this guy. Okay, so what's going on with him? Well, I'm not sure. Well, when do you understand, when we seek to understand first, then we can connect. So I think it's, it's up to, to, to folks like us and, and, and the other hundreds of thousands of people who are on the same wavelength and the same orbit and the same alignment as us I think the that. best thing that younger generation could do right now, if they're getting into construction, is get on the job site. Yeah. Find job sites, offer your time, and never show your device. Once you're on the job site, you don't need to show your device. If anything, if it's an organized, proper job site, then things that are required of your duties are already there, whether they're hard copied or digitally, but they're on the site super or the GC's tablet or what have you. That's where it is. But you should not be pulling out your device to find out if you've been, someone texts you, yep. if there's a notification from social media. So the younger generation, get on the job site and literally ask the questions and have a communication with people that are on the site and don't let them see your device. And you see, you unpack something huge, communication, right? We're talking most of the time, and there's always exceptions to the rules. Hey, Manny, listen, I'm going to check my phone every hour because, you know, my family member's not doing well. Cool, now you understand. The guy's not being a dickhead. He's checking because he communicated with you, he or she communicated and said, Manny, this is what's actually happening in life. Now you're connected. Now you're like, oh, how's your dad? How's your dog? Right? We're not saying it must be this way. We're saying, like, listen, unless it's mission critical, 
And if it is, you're going to disclose transparently because you're a human being and everybody understands. And if they don't, well, that brings up a different question. Say, like, do I even want to be around this person? Yeah, yeah. Get on a job site, connect with people. There's no reason for you to be disconnected. But also look at it this as an opportunity because then if you do get on that site and you're not revealing your device and you're communicating, you're asking genuine questions, guess what? You're now part of the top 10% of potential tradespeople getting into this business, that brand, and working with really good, skilled people that will look for other opportunities for you to advance. Of course they will. Because the word will get out. He or she showed up, never saw their phone once. Asked question after question that made things progress, right? And if they can get rid of Uber Eats, all the better. If they don't show up with an Uber, all the better. But I mean, it's like start off with never showing your device. Yeah, don't show your device. You don't need it on the job site. I'm sorry. You don't, right? And then that way you'll, you'll have your employers or your future employers really interested in you. And you'll be You'll get the improve, like you'll totally get the advancements. That's that's basically it, man. I think we got to wrap it up, John. Yeah, Jonathan. Sorry. Um, anything else you want to just, or we can save it for the next one. I think we save. I think anything else that sort of shows up, we talk about next time. I think that the last thing is, you know, show up for others. Truly, yeah. let's connect. Yeah. Truly, if the, if there's if there's one real takeaway, it's remember what happens when you actually show up for the human being in front of you. It's not about you. It's not about you. That, thank you, man. There's right? the biggest takeaway. Right. Like, there's that banner for it's not about you. Period. Exclamation mark. Highlight that. It's not Go about you. Go into every situation on and off the job site. It's not about you. Yeah. Simple as that. It's been awesome. Thanks, Manny. Thanks, Jonathan. Really appreciate it, man. All right. We out of here, Angelina.